Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. What time of day is it? (laughs) Whenever you start a podcast with a laugh, you know that that laugh is actually hiding two very, very tired women. But you know what? I'm not coming on this podcast to moan this evening. I'm going to come on and say what an absolute treat it was to spend the night with you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. Um, No. Do you know what? It was so lovely. Just we had like 24 hours together. Um, Just I mean, I feel like we blinked. I mean. We we achieved so much. We got a certificate for gin tasting. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on a minute. I've left my certificate for gin tasting somewhere. Do you know so what? Fine. It had a bit of everything. It had gin tasting. It had um, an amazing dinner. But do you know what? The best, the thing that I'm most proud of us for is for getting up at six a.m. and going for a bloody I run. Know. We did it. I know. When we got, when I got back to the hotel, like um, some of the girls who were on the trip as well, literally like you two are crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I love like some it. of them like weren't even awake at like nine thirty like for breakfast, and there we were really? running around Green Park, having a mooch in Knightsbridge, getting a nice coffee. I mean, we're oh, winning at life. Dreamy. <laughs> Do you know what was so annoying though? Because I woke up at four thirty, and I was just oh. there staring at the ceiling, just going, "Why is it always the way when you get a night in a hotel away from your kids? You always wake up super early." I know. I woke up, I reckon, about six times. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's so. It's, annoying. I think it's just our body clocks now isn't it like we just I don't know I don't feel do you feel not, not I don't feel safe when I'm on my own but I don't feel like I can relax because I'm never on my own <laughs> so when I am I yeah. feel quite uneasy weird I was having this conversation with a mate of mine the other day saying that I used to relish my own space and time. I used to love being alone. I do, alone. yeah. Like, I do, I just can't sleep I could though. spend days on my own. No, no, used to, pre-kids. Like, I yeah. love it. Like, I lived on my own in a flat in Labrick Grove and, you know, not far from Notting Hill. I was like, you know, doing stuff on my own at the weekends. I even went on holiday to my own to Gozo, which is that island of Malta. Like, look, yeah. And I literally half an hour by myself and I start thinking like, Oh, getting a bit twitchy here like not really sure how to cut it, it's depressing I can't, I can't seem to do it anymore I love being on my own still now but I can never relax on my own if that makes sense so like I can't sleep on my own and if I had a day to myself at home like if I a day I'm not working I would never just sit on the sofa like, it's like my body 
can't do it like i cannot do it it's so annoying it's like i need a shot i need what do they give animals to make them relax (laughs) i need that i need to tranquilize (laughs) you know what that's about though that's because you're looking around going i should really do the dishwasher i should really do the loads of washing and then i start like organizing the kids drawers and i think why why am i doing this just go and watch netflix like a normal person (laughs) just do it put a place in the sun on just chill your boots well this this leads on quite nicely to yeah. the the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves um, yes. as as mothers, as parents, as women. And I think I don't know about you, George, but I have definitely been feeling it recently. Um, the, the 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 mental load is always quite a lot, but recently I've been feeling that you know I need to make sure that the kids are doing really well at school. Yeah, I've got the pressure to read with them in the evenings. Mm. You know, like get all, get all the washing done, make sure I hit this target with this, make sure I'm there for this time. Like I feel like I'm being pulled in all angles, and I feel like I have to be doing all things really really well, and yet inside I feel like I'm not doing anything particularly well. Do you know what? I I feel exactly the same, and I think it's strange because with every sort of stage of parenthood, there comes that you know there's different pressure you know when you're pregnant mm. there's some pressure around birth or like if you're eating the right thing and you're not seen drinking alcohol and all of that and then you have the baby and there's pressure around feeding and sleeping and sitting up and then crawling and then walking and then weaning and then Mm. milestones and then they go to school and there's pressure around reading levels and spelling tests and extracurricular activities and it just never stops and that is only one tiny part of our lives you know like not Mm. tiny obviously our kids are a big part of our lives but that's only one type of pressure you then have pressure Mm. from work you have pressure from your friends I mean (laughs) a lot I, I sometimes find I don't know I sometimes look at it as like one of those like wooden toys that um the kids used to play with one's like a circle one's a square one's an oblong one's like Mm. you know an oval and I feel like I'm trying to ram all the different shapes into all the different holes and actually it's it's it sometimes it works but I still feel that the last person that ever really gets any sort of love or attention, and I'm not saying this to get the smallest violin in the world out, is me though, because I'm yeah. always, you know, that there's always stuff to do and there's always stuff to try and get right. And there's always people wanting stuff from you. And that pressure, I guess yeah. that's the pressure that we put on ourselves. That that yeah. I feel that. I feel that level of anxiety and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and it's quite overwhelming sometimes. Mm. And we're not alone in, in feeling like this because we actually opened this out to no. you guys. Um, some of you sent in questions. Some of you have just sent in, you know, the way you're feeling. Um, and, and, you know. Oh, my God, there's so many. There's so many. So we might as well just start. Um, yeah. And, and get through them. Right, I'm going to kick us off with Soph. Yeah. Finding it difficult not to be the shouty mum to my two-year-old, 35 weeks pregnant with number two, help. <laughs> I think we posted something about being the shouty mum in the week, didn't we, on mm. on stories. Do you know what as well, I think, it, having this podcast is amazing because we get to speak to loads of different experts and, you know, we find out, you know, how how you should speak to your children and how, you know, the best ways to deal with different situations. But equally... I sometimes feel like that's adding pressure. So for instance, like not to be a shouty mum. So I'm like, right, don't be a shouty mum. I should, I should do, I should do this. 
And then I've got like Dr. Marta's voice in my head <laughs> saying, mm. do, you know, do this, do that, which is great because, you know, that's how we learn and all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I totally get it. Sometimes there's nothing better than to just to shout <laughs> and let it all out. Yeah. And also to Soph, obviously, like going back to your question, I think it's completely normal that you're feeling like that. Yeah. Both Georgia and I feel like this constantly. Um, and I also think there is there is an unnatural amount of pressure added um, to motherhood where we're supposed to be able to keep our cool and keep our shit yeah. together all the time. You are 35 weeks pregnant with your second mm. and you've got a two-year-old to look after. No wonder you're being the shouty mum sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's a bit like crying and laughter. You know, people are like, oh my God, they saw me crying. It's like, well, do they see you laughing? Because if they see you laughing, they have to see you crying. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. You know, you can't exactly. be, you know, Miss Perfect. And, oh, look, you know, look at this. I've baked a cake without going, the cake's got everywhere. I'm, <laughs> you know, and throwing the cake at the wall. Like, it, it, it's just light and dark. It's night and day. It has to happen. So give yourself a break. You're doing really exactly. well. And that's the yeah. thing. And, so, and I almost feel like some people's personalities are more fiery. And that has its benefits as well. That's what I always yeah. think. And and your, your yeah. children will have different personalities. And so yeah. I feel like you can't always sort of dull, dull these emotions down. Um mm. So yeah, give yourself a break, you know, exactly. we completely understand. Um, this is from Kate. I'm not a parent yet, but I'm 31 weeks pregnant and I'm already feeling the pressure to breastfeed. Oh, wow. Yeah, I hear you. That I felt that exact same thing. There wasn't, yeah. I didn't even consider because all of the language around it was breastfeeding, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. I didn't even consider that actually, you know, maybe I would just want to bottle feed. Um, and once I sort of started thinking about it so that towards the sort of tail end of my pregnancy I was then able to kind of go shut out all the loud noises from everybody mm. else and go what do I want to do and I think that's really important okay if you do not want to breastfeed um, or you you try it and you don't get on with it and you don't take to it and you don't fancy it whatever it is that's absolutely fine really figure out do, you've got to put your blinkers on like one of those big shy yeah. horses you know with covering up the eyes you just got to get on with what works for you exactly and on the flip side of this actually I didn't have any pressure to breastfeed when I was pregnant um, my mum didn't breastfeed my nan didn't breastfeed my auntie didn't breastfeed um, but I still felt the pressure from myself so even if mm. everyone around you is mm. saying, no, you don't need to, you don't need to worry, like you don't need to worry about it, it's quite often actually our internal dialogue that has this weird, like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's just, just almost, I can't really, I can't d describe it, but it, it sometimes doesn't come from other people. It sometimes comes from us internally. And so, yeah, like Zoe said, you need to really think about what you actually want to do, what will make you happy. And yeah, just, just go for it. And good luck. Totally. Uh, yeah, and good luck. Um, I really love this one from Victoria. What a great topic, ladies. The pressure to be the perfect employee and the perfect mum, simply exhausting. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We absolutely feel this. Yeah, totally. And I don't think, is there a perfect mum? Is there a perfect mum? That's what I always think. What is the perfect mum? What does that mean? Oh, of course there isn't. Of course there isn't. Exactly. We're all just doing our we're all just doing our best. You know, but mm. I but I but I do hear what you're saying there because, you know, you've got to go into work, you've got to 
you know, you've got to make sure that everything's running smoothly at work. You've got to keep a, keep a cool and, and, you know, and make sure that you're hitting all of your marks at work and all of your deadlines and keeping everything together there. And then you've got to come home and everything's got to be perfect at home. And you've got to, you know, make the dinner and do the bedtime and you don't want any explosions or any tantrums. And then it's like, you just want to hit your head against the wall because you're like, mm. hang on a minute, this is just a, a bizarre existence. Um, mm. And it's a lot. It, the, the load is a lot. That I, I, I find that. Like I go into work at heart and I have to be all smiling, all singing, all dancing, yeah, all performing, upbeat. monkey, mm. upbeat. And then I want to cry sometimes because I've given so much and then I have to come home and I have to give it all again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, that do you feel the same? Me feel yeah. No, I, t- I mean, I, do you know what? I can really... Now, obviously, the podcast is not the same as doing a live radio show, but you do that for, say, three hours. It is so exhausting talking for that long. So I cannot imagine how you feel when you then go home and have to do the same again. Like, I don't have to talk that much when I'm at work. <laughs> so <laughs> when, when I come home, I'm quite happy to, like, you know, chat. And st- I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm still exhausted, but I'm ready for that, like, energy. Whereas when I... <laughs> I just don't, I don't know how you do that, like a live radio show and then come home and like have the energy for children. I and really then Dozer goes, shall I slip it in? And I go, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Do it, but I'm not talking to you. <laughs> do it there, but I'm just, just going to lie there and think about how tired I am. Um, right, go to the next one. Where are we? Pressure to have well-behaved children, fear of judgment. Oh my God, yes, Harriet. I feel this in different situations though, because some days I really don't care. Like genuinely, I, I have this thing in my head and I think I really don't care what anyone thinks of how my children are behaving. But then in some situations it's around different people that I feel this like, and and it's quite often in, in those situations where you really need your kids to behave they mm. pick up on that, that vibe and then they don't and it's like and, and you know you're like oh my god they're never like this oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry yeah. like they never they never behave in this way and then you know and, and then maybe nine times out of ten they don't and it's the one time that you need them to they don't perform mm but they're not performing monkeys and we all have off days don't we totally yeah totally and I I think you know you've kind of said everything there it's like at the end of the day I think after the first time round, I just accepted that you know you know the kids were going to lose their absolute heads at various points and that was that was okay like I remember a particular occasion with Kit in the supermarket and then he he like smashed loads of mayonnaise jars and you know it was just all a bit of a meltdown but I was just like I you know eventually I just started to laugh so I was just like well this I have no control over him he's throwing a complete tantrum and I'm just Mm. gonna have to get on with it you know um so I think yeah and also I think I I think you know we they are only little humans trying to express themselves as well. Exactly. And sometimes you just got to rock and roll it. You know, yeah. I think the more I build it up in my head, the more I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? Oh my gosh, no, stop, 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 stop. It just makes the whole situation worse. Do you know what I do as well in those situations? Like if you're on a plane or in a supermarket oh, yeah. or whatever, where you feel like you've got a lot of eyes on you. I sort of look around at people and smile and like yes. roll my eyes and almost to just, I feel like it stops people giving you those judgmental looks if you smile at them and like because how how can you be cross with someone or someone's child when the the mum looks like helpless and sort of like oh my god yeah I know I get it like this is so annoying absolutely um rather than 
I try, I try to not like address the people. Yeah, I try to address the people around, like making a bit of a joke out of it, um, mm. rather than like stop, stop, Getting please angry. stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, um, totally. And I do find that does work. Oh, this one's brilliant. This is from yeah. Charlotte. Pressure to entertain them and set up pretty <laughs> activities. <laughs> oh my god, this really <gasps> made me laugh. This oh really gosh. made me laugh. This came out of lockdown, right? All these activities. People, surely people weren't doing all these activities before lockdown. I mean, well, you say I that. I don't think I even owned Play-Doh before lockdown. <laughs> Neil Buchanan's been setting us up to fail for years yeah. and years and years, right? And I, I find uh, this is this makes me laugh so much. Like I'm like, should we do an activity together? And the kids are like, yes. And I'm like, let's make masks. And they're like, okay, yeah. great. And then we sit down. And they go. Where's the card? And I go, oh, um, I don't think. Let's go to card. the shop. <laughs> no, no, no. I go, um, what about crepe paper? And they go, oh, it's not okay. Yeah, no, sure. And then they go, where are the scissors? And I go, oh, I don't I haven't got any. I don't have any scissors actually. Have you got any glue? I'm like, no, I haven't got any fucking glue. I literally don't have. And then eventually, we're just sitting there with a piece of paper on our heads because we haven't got anything <laughs> to make anything with. <laughs> See, I literally have like, I have all the craft stuff, which I bought during lockdown and I have it all like on a craft trolley and I'm all like, yeah, you know, you can do crafts whenever you want. And then they get it out and then I'm suddenly like, oh no, oh no. Axel loses like interest after about 30 seconds, like worst not arty in the slightest. He'll like literally just scribble on it and just walk off. And then Gigi just makes a massive mess and I just regret it and wish we'd like gone to a cafe instead. <laughs> like I just I don't know. Oh, I don't know no. how pe- I don't know how people do it. Do you know what I mean? Like I've bought all the stuff, I've looked at the things you do, but I don't understand yeah. then what happens because it never goes right for me. Mine don't sit there and like I don't know, make something pretty. They just make a mess. Also, that is what um is it is it called CDT now or is it called like DT? Because you know, like it's like craftware and wood carpentry oh, that you do. Like at we like, had I, design technology, didn't we? Well, it's school. the same thing. And I ended up like they can make, you know, all of the stuff at school. They don't have That's to cool. make it at home. Like I've still exactly. got the sellotape dispenser which I made when I was fifteen and it's supposed to be a horse and it looks like some sort of strange half dinosaur, <laughs> half dog thing. So, you know. <laughs> Do you know what? I went to school, Axel School, the other day, and they'd all made these posters, which was like, save the orangutans or whatever. And they um, lay it all up in the window of the class. And Axel was like, oh, look at my poster. And I was like, mm, which, one, which one's yours? And I like, go along. And they all resemble orangutans, all of them, right. except Axel's. <laughs> what does this look like? Like orange mush on a piece of paper <laughs> well thank god he's sporty hey and he's like look at my orangutan and i think oh shit that's because i've done nothing with you at home but okay yeah great it's fantastic anyway what a great we can't make it everything can we exactly there's lots of around screen time g yeah there is pressure not to let her watch tv um oh god i mean screen the digital nanny yeah lauren's also saying i get so worried about screen time and it making me a lazy parent how much is okay i mean i don't know the answer to how much is okay i really don't my kids actually don't have that much screen time now that they're at school and nursery so i don't feel this pressure as much as i probably did before they were but i really remember and actually she probably listens to this podcast one of my really good friends um we went she lived in dubai at the time and we went out to stay with her with Axel 
Is this Frankie? And, yeah, Frankie. Hi, Frankie. Hi, shout out to Frankie. Um, and her and her husband, we, I think we were like a beach club or something like that with Axel. He wasn't even two yet. And, um, and, he we was in the fat like sort of the stage where every time we went out for dinner he would have, yeah. watch the phone or watch the ipad um because that you know that was the way he was going to behave like so it was fine and i remember them both going oh yeah when we have kids um we're not going to let them have screens like literally to me old, and jane chestnut <laughs> and um and we were like oh oh really and i'm thinking you you know just wait like shut up and they're like yeah just you know you because wait. we live in the sun and ours are going to be outdoors all the time and they won't have screens and I remember thinking oh my god that's really judgy that you're saying this to us but you know laughing at the same time and then I sort of came away thinking oh my god like is there, is there too much screen time and she now always refers back to it she was like oh my god do you remember do you remember when <laughs> we said that we like weren't gonna give our kids screens as they both sit there <laughs> with their iPad. <laughs> Classic. And I'm like, yes, I really do remember. And I think it's such a weird I don't know, it is the world we live in now. There are screens. That's the way it is. Of course, of course. And like yeah. this is the I think both G and I want to say this is the one thing that like do not stress about because no. you know what? If you've got a balance with it, there isn't a right or a wrong. You know, yeah. you can set your parameters, whatever they look like. But at the end of the day, they are growing up in, in an environment and in a world where, you know, being computer literate, you know, being on your iPad, being on your iPhone, like it is just the way it's of normal. the world now. We okay. have just set a new rule up in our house where we're not having telly in the mornings. We've been doing it now since we got back from Kenya. Yeah. Because in Kenya, obviously they wake up, there's no tellies and they never, they not once in those three weeks did they ask for telly, not once. Like, you know, in the evenings mm. we might put a film on. So we've started doing it in at home and it's so in the week, Monday to Friday, they don't watch telly in the mornings before school. That is more work for me, if I'm honest with you, because I have to sort of entertain them and I have to think of games and, you know, I'm trying to get ready for school and they're like, can we just watch? And I'm just like, no, because that just, I just wanted to see if it had an effect on their behavior and it has, yeah. it has made them more manageable. They listen to me more. So that's just our rule. When they come back from school, they can watch telly and they can do whatever they want. But in the morning, yeah. I'm just, I'm putting music on. Like we, we, we listen to music a lot in the house and we'll have like dance-offs and you know it just it sort of sets them up a little bit better for us yeah no do you know what I totally I totally agree that is the one time we would pull back screen time is when it starts mm. affecting their behavior yeah um but equally like I if I think back with Axel we've go through phases where he has a lot more screen time and then he kind of goes off of it so I'm trying not, not to make too much of a big thing out of it because it's like you always want what you can't have yeah totally, totally. <laughs> so I think if it's just there he'll get bored of it like which he does you know quite often he gets bored of it and he goes outside or whatever so mm. just think you just find what works for you when it totally, comes to screen time. totally totally um here's one for you george potty training my daughter is two and a half and is just not ready oh my gosh this do you know what i i we probably need to do another potty training episode i am really going through it with Gigi. really 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 going through it are you feeling um, the pressure do you know what? It's weird. I think if this was my first child, I'd be feeling the pressure that she'll be three in June and she's not potty trained yet. But because it's my second and I know, and I know that it just happens when it happens, I don't mm. feel so much pressure. But I am getting pressure from nursery now. Um, oh, God. So, but Gigi just won't go, like full stop. 
like nappy, like potty, she just will not go to the toilet at all. She hates right. it, absolutely hates it. And so I feel pressure from, I feel pressure with that, like to help her. I mean, do you remember mm. when Luna was going through this? I really, yeah. and I keep thinking about it and I'm like, how did Luna get, like, when did it stop? Because yeah. it's different. She's in so much pain. Like she's screaming, going bright red oh, in so much so pain. It's so horrible. But what can you do? Mm. Like, what can you actually do? And I think, does she not yeah. do? Does she not go for a wee or does she not go for a poo? Both. She holds wees and she holds poos. Yeah. So this is exactly what happened with Luna. Yeah. It? It's so. It's exactly. It's like yeah. it's literally history repeating itself. She will only do poos on the potty. But okay, that is yeah, but that is like a big deal. <laughs> like it, we have to sit her down on the potty because she's crossing her legs and holding it in, and then we have to like try and take her mind off of what she's doing. Yes, yeah, and like uh, with this, actually, this is the time. This is the only time she has an iPad. She hasn't had an iPad before now ever is when she sits and on the potty it's when she sits on yeah. that's, that's what we're doing we're like oh here we go you can play your peppa pig game here we go and, and that is how we've started to break this cycle but she'll still cross her legs like she that's her first sort of reaction to needing to go to the toilet is to cross her legs um especially when we're out and about and people are like i think she needs to go to the toilet and you know you're like yes i fucking know that she needs to go to the toilet oh george that is a big that is a big stress that is yeah. a big pressure I, I i think we should probably like you said do another do another potty training episode just to kind of have a little bit of a refresher but i think the yeah. one piece of advice that we can give from going through it a couple of times is to leave it alone your, yeah. your child will turn around to you and they'll they'll tell you when they're ready. Uh, and, yeah. and I just keep having my mum, she was just like, look, you're not wearing a nappy when you're 16 years old, so just no, relax. Exactly. Because I was so obsessed with getting Luna out of nappies. Mm. I'd be like taking them off and she'd be wetting herself and then she'd get really upset and then I'd be like, do you need a wee? Do you need a wee? Do you need the loo? Do you need the loo? And then she just, six months later, she was still restricting and not going and you know it, it was just a just a nightmare situation and actually mm. we did it so much quicker with kit because it was just like he just waited a, you know few waited months a bit longer, longer and it was like yeah. he told me yeah exactly yeah and that's the thing when they're ready they will literally do it in like three days like done it's not mm. it's not something you can force like at all we'll be right back after this short break How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Pressure for baby to sleep well when they're still so tiny. It feels so intense and it feels like forever yes so I wonder if they mean the pressure they feel from other people that the yeah. baby's sleeping through the night or the pressure that you put on yourself it's probably to get the baby sleeping both, through the night isn't it because mm. you get pressure from everyone like oh how are they sleeping that's like one of just one of those phrases and questions that people just ask Ugh. generically don't they it's so weird no you wouldn't meet up with a friend and be like oh you okay how are you sleeping <laughs> that's yeah. just not a thing um no. but then equally when it's the middle of the night you feel like oh my god I would do anything for them to just sleep through the night I can't cope with this for another second and anyone who says to you oh it'll be fine in a few months it goes so quick it doesn't help when you're in that situation living it night and day do you know what I, I actually I think I still hold a little bit of um post sleep stress <laughs> around <BSS>. the kids <laughs> yeah is that a thing I don't know, I don't know. it is now because yeah. obviously with Kit he had such bad reflux that he basically didn't sleep for five months mm. and it's such a long time you know night after night after night of him waking up every sort of 30 to 40 minutes and it was just like I just thought it was never going to end and I just remember vividly having these memories of me standing in his room in our old place and just shh, 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 and it was pitch black and I was sort of half asleep Sleep and I was just like I feel so it was like a cumulative tiredness I was so wrecked so mm. I actually I actually hurry everything up now at bedtime like I get them in and I don't really encourage I'm just like okay shh, 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 night 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 shh, shh, okay bye yeah no check check back on you in a minute and I just skedaddle out the room because I don't <laughs> it traumatizes me so I I was so desperate I felt the pressure so badly to get them to sleep because they just weren't and yeah. now I'm a bit like <laughs> Okay, please don't wake up. <laughs> you know, I can't go through that again. But yeah, it's from everybody, all right? It is you like know, sleep like, anxiety. I know. It's I know. it's such a strange feeling when you when you go to bed almost on edge. Like you start yeah. your night on edge. Like when they're going to wake up. When they're going to wake up. When they're going to wake up. And it, it doesn't really go away. Like even now, like I don't know. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know what I mean when I've been woken up, but. I still, I feel like I still hear them in my sleep. Yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's strange, but... Is that going to go yeah. away like if we went around the world and ended up <laughs> being in the Maldives and they were some in a different country, right? I don't know. I still think I oh. still think you have it. Like even when we're in the hotel, we still wake up. Like, <laughs> what know. is that? It's... I don't know. I could hear you snoring down the corridor, George. That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept you awake. It is. It's so annoying. But I do, I think because there is so much pressure, there's so much chat around sleep, isn't there? Like mm. it's just the hot, it's like the hot topic among Pair, new parents is yep. sleep when you're going to get your sleep we're never going to sleep um and I think I don't know I don't know what the magic answer is but it will come yeah it will um this is from Cynthia and I really like this question because I really feel it a lot financial pressure to work when little one doesn't like the nursery drop-off I mean even yeah. take the, the the nursery drop-off bit out but I know that's relevant to Cynthia because you know obviously she's 
going out there grafting and then she's having to leave her little one who you know mm. hates being away from her and then you you chuck in pressure and you also mix in a bit of guilt at the same time it's that's hard that's yeah really hard. I was thinking about this the other day actually and I was thinking about you know the financial pressure that most like 99% of us will be will be under that we need you know we need to go to work um and I I was just thinking about how awful it must be if you have no choice you know like no choice and you're dropping your child somewhere that they really hate like really really hate so a couple of nurseries near me have closed down recently and one of them gave all the parents one day's notice so they had a letter wow. in their um sent to their um houses i think it was on the thursday to say our nursery is closing tomorrow and <sighs> All of those parents oh then had to find new childcare arrangements for their children for the following week. Mm. And one of the mums at school whose, whose child um, was at this nursery was just like, I already feel guilty going to work. And mm. now I feel guilty that I'm sending my child somewhere they've never been before. Like yeah. they don't know the people, they don't, they, you know, how much can you take? And. <sighs> I, I always think that it does get easier, like the drop-offs, like when they're crying and stuff, it does. It de Like, you know, the cycle usually does break. But it's almost like when you've got no choice, what what can you do? Like, what, you know, we need to work, other we need to is earn it? money. What, yeah, what, yeah. what can you do? You can't phone your employer or, you know, or, or if you work for yourself, your clients or your, you know, whoever, you, whoever, you know, you're financially dependent, like, Give you know, whoever you invoice sure. and say, oh, sorry, I can't actually work today because my child's been crying or I don't feel like it because the drop-off was traumatic this morning. Yeah, and I think the only thing you can do, um, and and I'm not very good at this, so it's kind of a lesson for me too, is, and I always try and channel my practical brain, mm. um, is to think, you know what, unless unless you're leaving somewhere, you know, unless you're leaving your kid somewhere that, you know, is unsafe, which you, we would just never do, they're safe. They're loved. They're looked after. Okay. Yeah. They're not used to it and it's new to them, but this is what life is about. Like we are yeah. going through so our true. life, even as grown ups, being put in situations that are out of our comfort zone that we're not necessarily used to. We have to start new jobs. We have to make new friends and it mm. kind of sets them up for that. So you know what? You, 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 you have to be able to take the guilt and the pressure off that because I know because I've done it so many times that they cry and cry and cry and then generally they settle within 10 to 15 yeah, minutes and then exactly. you get a text going they're absolutely fine and you know what I think the financial pressure mm. that is a heavy load that yeah. is a heavy load and look we're living in a society where you know utility bills gas electricity oh, everything's going exactly. up and up and up the cost of living is through the roof at the moment so it's not like we can go oh do you know what probably just probably just won't work it's like we all need to, you know majority of us have to have to work and yeah that's it that's that is a lot. And also there's just never any sort of spare cash kicking around. No, I know. There's never any spare cash kicking around, is there? So that's um, so that's exactly. another that's, thing. That's annoying, isn't it? You're dropping drop yeah. your kid off at a nursery that yeah. you're paying thousands of pounds for. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and they're crying. <gasps> oh no, no we feel you. We absolutely feel you. Yeah, and feel like you. Zoe, and like we I always say this to Zoe, I, I, you know, whenever we're going through something with the kids, I'm always like, Do you remember at that age? Like I don't remember when my dad went to work. Like I don't remember hating him for going to work. Do you know what I mean? I don't, oh, I I really don't remember that. Him. 
I don't. I yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't mm. remember my mum going to work. I, do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't remember thinking, "Oh, why is my granddad picking me up from school?" I don't remember. Like, I don't remember having those feelings. And like, our children won't hate us for going to work. Mm. They really won't. Um, no, they won't. Of course, so, they won't. Of course, they no, won't. In fact, they'll grow up. They'll grow up admiring us more. But at the same time, it's not. You know. It, it, you know whatever you do and also exactly. you know to the, all the amazing stay-at-home parents mm. that if that is your full-time job that is harder we say this time and time and time and time again and that the financial pressure doesn't go away even if you're a stay-at-home parent because you know you're 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 reliant on somebody else's income and that's yeah. a pressure and that's mm. you know some people aren't comfortable with that either so listen it's it's all a bit of a minefield that's actually someone here um has put i feel pressure that i've decided to be a stay-at-home parent and apparently don't have a career no don't feel that pressure. it's strange isn't it because yeah. we've almost like you know we talk about this like we feel the pressure to have a career and to have a great relationship and to be really super fit and healthy and to be a great parent and to do all of these things and we're setting our you know we're not setting ourselves up to fail but it's too much and mm. so I love that you've made the decision to be a stay-at-home parent and to yeah. put your all into that like you know to, to focus on that thing and I think it's an amazing gift that you can give you know give your children and I don't feel like you should feel pressure mm. to have a career you know it, it the pressure is seems to be there right now it's like a hot mm. topic isn't it you know working mm. mums and and flexible working and closing the gender pay gap and all of that um but ultimately you know you have to do what's best for you like when it comes you know everyone has a different everyone has a different circum everyone has got different circumstances and they feel different Hats yeah, totally Absolutely. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, this one I love. Why do women take on all the extra jobs? We can't really blame our other halves. I feel like we actually put this pressure on ourselves. It's yeah. like a competition that you don't actually want to be in, but you mm-hmm. sign yourself up anyway. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Lord. We, George and I, if this is sleep, <laughs> um, training, fashion, sex from me, and also all the jobs at home and everything else is the, t- the topics that we discuss all the time. And um, yeah, I also have no idea why we sign ourselves up to all of these. And I don't quite understand how it happens. No, I As don't in, either. You know what, like birthday parties, Christmases, you know, other people's birthday parties, all the stuff from school. Um, all the you forms. Know, booking, all the, the forms, forms, booking flights. Doing, it, yeah. It's like, it, it, why is it all us? Making sure they've got pants that fit them, child cares, Easter camps, summer camps. I mean, everything. It's so weird. Do you know, I can't remember who it was with. I think it might have been Jolie Brearley from Pregnant Men Screwed. But she basically said, if one parent goes back to work before the other, so say like they have two weeks paternity or whatever it is, and then they go back to work, the parent that is at, has been at home for longer with the child, whether that's, you know, a month, six months, a year, two years, three years, automatically picks up all that extra stuff because they are there and if we started off equally so both parents had six weeks six months whatever it is but they both had an equal amount of time at home or closer to equal then that load would be equally you know it would be shared shared. yeah yeah, exactly and it's just it's almost just a knock-on effect because the person who's then going back to work after however long 
obviously takes on the childcare because they are not working at the time and they're looking for the childcare. And then they just naturally pick up the childcare admin. And then that just carries on. And then when they get to school and then it's the homework and the mufty days and the, you know, whatever school trips and whatever it is, and it just goes on. Um, whereas if we started um, off together, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It, it would work. Do you ever look around your house and go, I wonder if James sits there and goes, <laughs> how has all this stuff got in the house? Got here. <laughs> like, how do we have a home with things inside it? How do my children have clothes on their back? Why do they have school uniform hanging in their wardrobe? Where what did about they the buy that school uniform? Yeah. Where did the school un- where did they form get that school from? uniform? How comes the the Axel's got uniform that fits him? <laughs> what about all the books they're reading? How yeah. about their shoes? Who took them yeah. to get their shoes fit? It's like what do you think there's like a, a house fairy that just comes dusting all the good shit? It's like no. And, and also the best thing is I get moaned at for it. Oh, like gosh, I don't need all this stuff. And I'm like, mm kind of kind of do kind of need socks kind, <laughs> kind of, of need pants kind, kind of need okay. pants um i'm gonna finish up on this one sports drama art clubs <laughs> getting the balance right i know Help. i know this one. <laughs> oh my oh gosh my axel is exhausted oh my good lord he is exhausted he does so many clubs. Yeah, you're a big clubber, aren't you? But I don't know how we got into this because when I was younger, I didn't do any. <laughs> Maybe this is why. Well, that's so why. He has something yeah. every night of the week and he is exhausted. And I keep saying to James, I'm like, something's George, got to do That is a lot. He can't, he can't do that. He can't have something every night. And then I say to him, I'm like, right, cool. Like, what, you know, what do you want to give up? What do you not want to do? He's like, no, I want to do all of it. I think, but how? How? This isn't sustainable. This is ridiculous. And I don't know how we've got into it. It's almost like I thought, right, I'm going to show him all of the things and then he can decide what he likes. Mm. But apparently he's been shown all the things and likes all of them. Yeah, which is great, which is absolutely great. And you're doing the right thing. Like it's only going to benefit them. But I think if you think he's too tired, like I hear, you know, um, what's her name? We don't know. She's got an Instagram Instagram name of Rofi. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot of pressure from all angles. Like, oh, have you done? Have you signed up for drama tree? Oh, no, I haven't. What about lunchtime yoga? Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Lunchtime yoga for children. It's like, I've only just got into it now. I'm really 40. You know, what? Oh, sporty kids. Yeah, great. And I'm at the Luna's... um, parents evening they were like listen she's she really loves her singing her dancing you should sign her up for um what's it called the stage, stage coach. coach yeah and I was like oh god what so that's like and sat every Saturday what that's football every how am I gonna get it's a stage coach and I'm gonna do this I was just like she's five years old yeah. you know like she is only five years old and I think you know what we all want to make the next you know Djokovic or the next bloody whoever it is. Um, I was going to say Ethan Hawke then. I don't know where he came from. That came to my head, but you know. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, why not? Ethan Hawke. Um, but yeah, of course we want our children to be right there and we want them to learn all the skills and we want them to be talented and successful and all the rest of it. Also, we're going to have a lifetime of that. And so now, yeah. you know what? If it's just okay, just running around in the garden or going to the park and sitting on the swings, they're only little. Like, that's okay as well. The clubs can wait. I, do you know what I was going to say? I think it's the pressure to find their thing. You know, like you hit, well, I mean, I speak to you know adults now and they're like, oh, you know, I wasn't very academic at school and I wish, you know, I'd found my thing like my interest earlier on and I think that's where I feel the pressure like I want 
them to find what they're good at, you know, and enjoy it and never feel like they don't have anything that they're good at, if that makes sense. Yes, I know what you're saying. You want to give them the opportunity to find their whatever it is, what they like, what they enjoy in life. Um, But equally... (laughs) how can they do that if you're showing them so many different things like how can they possibly get into anything if they're so exhausted yeah we know it we know it we know it yeah and also you need to go like if your kids are doing all these clubs you know don't forget to put yourself into them oh no i wasn't going to say that i was going to say get yourself get get yourself into a club an actual an actual club put your heels on put a nice (laughs) put a nice dress on and actually go go out to a club yourself you know your kids can't have all the fun you was about to tell me to like go and join like sewing club. I was thinking, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about not that kind. I'm talking about clubbing. Um, <laughs> listen, before we go, um, we need to do products. Georgia, kick yeah. us off. I'm going to kick us off. Um, after having a little bit of a break from like heavy serums, um, I was actually sent the new serum from Lancome. It's called Renergy. I think it's about £70. So it's not crazy, crazy expensive. You know, you can pay like 300 quid for a serum. Um, but not cheap either um, and it is it's an anti-aging serum and you can use it in the morning and in the evening which I love because there's so many that you can only use in, only use in the evening and then you need something else for the day um, but this is everything you only need this one serum and then you pop your moisturiser on so if you're looking for something new um, then definitely check this one out okay I'm going to talk about two things that I got from H&M Home um, that arrived this week and they are filling my home with joy like as you know I'm at the start of a like a, quite a big home reno project which we haven't started yet but I've um but I'm just trying to kind of visualize what I want in terms of like colors and stuff and I bought uh, a cotton storage basket there was 17.99 each I got two they've gone one in each bathroom and they're just for the loo rolls basically but just like already bathroom looking better yeah. um, and um a fragrance diffuser which was 8.99 I got two of them I got the rich mahogany and um you you know just put them put one in one in the pool under the stairs and the other one in the bathroom that Dog uses <laughs> H&M home yeah. is amazing amazing isn't it yeah I, I buy so much stuff from there like yeah. accessories stuff for shelves like yeah. all that kind of but I bought a shoe rack from there this week um so you're, I feel like we've had the role reversal you're doing the home stuff and I'm doing the beauty um <laughs> so I am so guilty of not bothering to put a mask in my hair but after we got back from um holiday I realized my hair is getting you know so much like drier and it just needed some TLC um and there is a, a mask from Aveda it's called Nutriplenish it's in a pink sort of pink corally tub and you only have to put it on for three minutes which is perfect for me because I don't have 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes to leave on a mask. Um, so yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, very nice. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of not doing um, any form of masks or anything yeah. like that. And I looked at it my hair the other day and I was like, my hair is so dry and so ruined. I need to get into mm. it. So I'm going to give that one a go. And then final product um, for today's episode is an amazing wool sticker that I've just bought from Dunelm. Um, um, it's going up in Kit's room and I've got a couple for the girls' room actually because we're going to start in the next couple of months. And it's just this giant, amazing, beautiful moon which is going on one of his walls and they're huge and I think it was 50 quid and it's basically going up all over one wall so I'll let you know how I get on and I'll be and 50 quid yeah, is so much cheaper than yeah. wallpapering the whole wall actually I've actually got one more 
one more product. Oh, go on. Um, just, we went to the next press day last week and there is a collection called Label. And basically, they're all collaborations with smaller designers. So I've got the Olivia Rubin cardigan, which was £79. I absolutely love it. You'd usually pay about £300 for one. But they also, they've also got um, like Madeline Thompson, the, the uh, designer that does lots of cashmere. They She's done a jumper for them. There's like lots of different um, really beautiful pieces from smaller designers. Gorgeous. So absolutely had to give it a shout out because I really think it's fantastic. Amazing. Um, and that really is it. That really was the last <laughs> We're done. We're going to stop just stop dribbling on. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And again, thank you for all of your questions. These Friday's uh, Q&A episodes couldn't happen without you. So very much yeah. appreciated. Um, you. If you do have time to uh, rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast, that would be amazing. Yes, please do. And do tag us in your pictures. We love to see where and how you're listening. Um, and our DMs are always open. So if you've got any suggestions for things you'd like us to talk about or you just want to leave us any feedback, then drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mummers on Instagram and we'll be back on Tuesday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.